Welcome to the Bamboo Pastors Podcast, a podcast that explores the joys and challenges of being an English-speaking pastor in a Chinese church. I'm Jalen Chan, and I'm here with my co-host, John Mon. Hey, everyone. Together, we host the Bamboo Pastors Podcast. We're glad that you're here with us. Come on in and have a seat at the table. All right. We are back after a fairly long summer hiatus. Um, it's me, John, and I'm here with my friend and co-host Jalen. We are the hosts of the Bamboo Pastors podcast, and we are kicking off season four of this podcast right now, which is crazy to think of, Jalen. I can't believe we're still doing this. Yeah. Uh, a few days ago, I asked you like, hey, so when are we getting season three going? And you were like, <laughs> no, this is season four. And I That's was right. genuinely shocked that we're still doing yeah. this. I can't believe it. We're like, this is episode 83, I think, which... <laughs> is wild to me that this pandemic hobby has snowballed into um, not a full-time job by any means, but definitely something that we really love doing and want to keep going. So, but yeah, we haven't recorded at all um, this summer. It's been a nice break for both of us. We've both been pretty busy. Um, So yeah, what have you been up to, Jalen? How was your summer? Yeah, we did a lot of traveling this summer. We went to uh, Toronto for a few days. And that was for my wife's birthday. She shares the same birthday as my mother-in-law. And so we went together with my in-laws. We drove up there from the Chicago area and had a great time. Went to Niagara Falls. Um, I met with some ministry friends as well uh, and ate some great food. Mm. Chinese food, super good. And then we drove back, uh, spent a day at home doing laundry and left for Hong Kong the next day. <laughs> so we were in Hong Kong for like 15 or 16 days after that. And the Chinese food, actually Toronto and Hong Kong, I would say pretty comparable. Wow. I was stunned by, um, I mean, you know, we went to Toronto first, but I was super impressed by the food there. And they got to Hong Kong. I was like, you know what? Toronto is actually pretty close as yeah. far as like quality and taste. And so, you know, of course, we're going to talk about Chinese food on a, mm-hmm. you know, Chinese Heritage Church podcast. That's as but, close as you can get to a direct comparison because what you had a day in between. And right. Then, oh, yeah. 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 <laughs> and that day in between, I had fried chicken. So I. To I reset the palate. Yeah, I didn't I didn't muddle any of my Chinese mm-hmm. palate with <laughs> Chicago Chinese food. So, uh, no, it was great. Um, nice. Awesome. But it was fun. We visited family and spent time uh, just with, with our family. And that was great. We haven't been to Hong Kong since 2017. And so our youngest, uh, JJ, was able to go with us this time, of course. And um, our kids loved it as well. They did not want to leave. Uh, they enjoyed the food. They enjoyed uh, being out in the super hot weather. It was like our, our relatives there said the hottest summer in several years. Yeah. And it was it was brutal. But it was still very fun. Uh, walked a lot. I actually lost weight. So all that food that I ate in Toronto and in Hong Kong, I came back and I had lost like three pounds, which was nice. shocking to me because we ate so much, but it was because we walked and Everywhere. sweated out everything. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. yeah a lot of nice. fun. And I haven't been to Hong Kong in about four, no, almost five years now. So yeah, yeah. have to make a and trip it's, back. It's different. I feel like it's like you can feel the difference in mm. just like culture and mm-hmm. what's happening there. Um, but that's a different conversation for a different time. But yeah, overall, really enjoyed our time there. 
Uh, I felt like it was a really fun experience for our kids and just got to do more things than we typically do when we go to Hong Kong, just because it was just, we had so many just of my family. Mm -hmm. And so our other relatives were kind of like, we can't handle all of you. So you guys just do your own thing. (laughs) So that was fun. And my brother's family went as well and they have four, four kids. And so the cousins had a blast together. All nine cousins together. huh? All nine cousins. Yes. Wow. Just making our way through Hong Kong and yeah. Although I will say that I do feel like Hong Kong is not a super friendly, like child friendly place. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, it's just hard to have a lot of, uh, have a lot of kids. Yeah. Also and like were... big groups are hard too. For sure. In Hong Kong. Yeah. Yeah. Cause you never know, like if you're going to have uh, enough seats at a restaurant, yeah. you know, but everywhere we went, people were just shocked at the number of children <laughs> we had in tow. <laughs> It was, it was like, it was a spectacle. It was like a parade. We had, we were a mini parade everywhere yes, we went in Hong Kong. Of course. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that's funny. It's like, it's like a school field trip or something. <laughs> right. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. How about you? How was your summer, John? Yeah. You know, it has been, it has been good. I've also done quite a bit of traveling, had two, um, two weddings I attended for cousins, one on each side of my family. And uh, one was in Chicago. And so I think when I went home that weekend, I, that was when I caught you guys like right in between that Canada and Hong Kong trip. So it was good to see you, even if it was right. just for like a couple hours. Uh, and then the other one was um, in in SoCal. And so both, I think both weddings were pretty significant because I had family come in from um, all over the country and also from like Asia and Australia for um, for the weddings. And so some of these family members I had not seen in five to i think the longest one was probably eight years i not seen that cousin in in at least eight years and so um it was really good to just spend time together and see one another um you know and just getting to hang out like i met one of my cousin's kids for the first time because i didn't get to meet them the last time i was in hong kong and then Hmm. i met another cousin's um husband who they got married during the pandemic and we could not go um you know, like for the wedding. And so they, uh, it was great to meet him for the first time. So lots of, yeah, lots of family stuff this summer. And, yeah. uh, but it, it made for a very busy couple of weeks because those weddings were just a few weeks apart. And then I had a Vancouver trip. So I also was in uh, eating good Chinese food in Canada um, during the summer. And so, nice. yeah, just one of those summers where I felt like I was all over the place, lots of moving around, traveling and still at the same time busy with ministry um mm-hmm. but it was good yeah yeah um and then i thought so just ex- another update or maybe the next update is i thought after such a busy summer i was like okay i just need to get back into the rhythm of like the fall and ministry you know usually our summers tend to be a little bit more all over the place there's just a lot more going on especially when you're doing ministry with young people um even though a lot of my young adults are you know, they're working. I also work with our college ministry now. And so there's extra responsibilities in the summer. And so I thought, okay, once late August, September rolls around, things are going to settle down a little. Um, and then I surprising myself, um, made a decision this summer to go back to school for the first time in 15 years. So I have hesitated and gone back and forth on whether I really wanted to share this on the podcast, but I feel like it's worth talking a little bit about 
Um, so I did decide to go back to grad school or go to grad school um, and get yeah, a, and, and for our listeners, like this is a big deal for you, yes, John, right? Yes. Going back to school is a big deal. I, yeah. I don't think anyone that knows me well, even the ones that don't know me, would ever have said or guessed when I graduated from college that I would ever go back to school. (laughs) True. You know, that undergrad was already a bit of a struggle for me. And, you know, by God's grace, I survived. And I have always felt that I've not been a classroom learner and I've learned through relationship and experience um, and even just like self like you know like i have a desire to learn but it's always just kind of been like these are the things that i'm interested in and so i'm going to pursue learning about those topics or reading books um and then there's just something about the classroom that i've always it's not been the easiest thing for me so right um yeah you know i was i was surprised too in some ways as the the door for this opportunity opened and as i was thinking about it and just seeing how god was kind of moving me in that direction uh, I still have a lot of hesitation with it right yeah. now, even as the program has begun. Yeah. And um, what's the program? Yeah. So uh, I am doing the Masters of Ministry Leadership at Crown College. And it's like an entirely online program. And um, I'm not plugging it necessarily because I have yet to finish. So I, you know, I'm assuming it's going to be good. It is an alliance school. So I feel like I, in some ways, do have to at least plug it a little bit. Um, but you know, I'll, I'll give a full review of it, I guess, should the day come when I finish this program, <laughs> if I finish this program. Um, but yeah, I, I think probably the big motivation for me is feeling like I'm heading into a new season of leadership and, and calling. Mm-hmm. Um, and just like that, I want to grow in, in what I'm doing. And um in years past, I think the way I wanted to grow and the things that I needed to grow in probably would not have been as readily learned in the classroom. Mm. Um, but I think I'm in a slightly different season now. And um, yeah, so that was a big part of it. And so I started that like, I'm in week three now of yeah. class. It's been going okay so far, um, you know, just the first class. So again, there's a long, a little bit of a long way to go before I finish. So we'll see. I, again, I don't know if I want to give regular updates about this on the podcast, <laughs> just in case it doesn't go well. Um, but yeah, so far so good. Yeah, no, I'm excited for you. I think that just that opportunity to go back to school and to focus on something that you're passionate about or feel like there's things for you to, to grow in and learn. I'm excited about that for you. Mm-hmm. And, you know, whether you talk about it on the podcast or we talk about it more just personally, I'm, I'm excited to hear just what you're learning and how, in, how you're incorporating that into ministry, mm-hmm. you know, in the moment. And so, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm excited for you. Yeah. Well, I'm glad one of us is excited. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah. I, I think for me, like, um, again, there's a part of me that looking at the course list and there are some classes I'm like really interested in. And then there are some that I'm like, this might be a little bit more like review or just things that I've probably learned over years of ministry. And, and sure. I feel like I have to remind myself regularly, like we, we never stop learning. Yeah. And 
um, there's always going to be something I think that God can teach us through these, whether it's through the class directly or even just in the process of learning and growing. Um, and so that's just something I feel like I have to fight to remind myself yeah. every day. And maybe there's other people out there who are like natural classroom learner. They like love education and higher education and they could, you know, if, if someone was going to pay for their degrees, they could just do like 50 different degrees and they'd be very happy doing it. Yeah. For me, I feel like God had to open every door and make it as like simple and, you know, available <laughs> Just, as possible. And then he had to still shove me through that door, right? you know, or like <laughs> kicking and screaming a little bit. Um, <laughs> but I, I feel like this is one, I'm hoping that this will be one of those things where I'm going to look back on it a few years from now and be like, okay, it was hard and probably came at a time in my life where I didn't necessarily want to do it entirely, but at least it was worth doing and um, will be a blessing to the kingdom and to, uh, and it'll grow me um, down the road. So that's my hope. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. I guess on that note, one cool thing that I got to do today actually is, um, you know, this week, one of the topics for my first class on spiritual formation was on prayer. And so we were assigned to go on a, you know, a two hour prayer retreat, which uh, I mean, like I've done those similar things in the past. And so, you know, there wasn't necessarily something new, but I think um, because I had to be intentional about carving out time to do it. Um, so I decided I'll try to find a new place to go to, to, spend these two hours in prayer kind of working through different spiritual discipline exercises um and so i had been recommended by a few um, other um, ministry workers here in uh in south bay to go check out this like this retreat site um in the santa cruz mountains and it's called the prayer like fasting prayer mountain of the world and so I, I think, wait, hold on. Let me look it up real quick because I want to make sure I get the, the name right. Yes. Okay. So it is called the Fasting Prayer Mountain of the World. And it's a nonprofit that is in, um, in Santa Cruz Mountains area. Um, basically, I think it's like run by a family. And it's like a 24-7 open property that has like chapel space and little prayer cabins and a lot of outdoor space in the middle of like these giant trees up on a mountain somewhere Very and cool. you can just go and spend time in prayer and and worship and yeah i just literally just drove there i probably was supposed to make a reservation but i didn't remember to do it but there was like no one else there either so i just um did a left you know little note registering with them and then i spent my two hours there and and it was a really good time to just kind of get away and reflect and Anytime you're in the mountains like that, basically my phone doesn't work. So it's an easy way to get rid of distractions. Sure. And uh, yeah, so it was a good, spent a good time this morning um, out there. Very cool. Yeah. But yeah, anyways, enough about this new uh, endeavor in my yeah. life, which, and then after I started, I was like, oh, wait, we have to restart the podcast too. And so now I'm like, okay, my my calendar has really filled up quickly, but, um, speaking of full calendars, how's ministry going for you? Like what's, what's going on? Yeah. I mean, you know, just, just with the fall as we're 
kind of coming out of the summer, a lot of things happening, restarting again. Um, you know, our Sunday school classes all shift with, you know, a new group of students moving up to the next grade and that sort of thing. And uh, youth group, that sort of thing as well. But um, we, we take breaks over the summer for our small groups. So we're restarting our small groups this summer. We've got missions month uh, this month in September. And so we're focusing on missions, uh, both locally and globally, how that impacts our congregation, our individuals, and then also just our whole church. And um, yeah, looking forward to some possible mission, short-term missions trips in, hmm. in, uh, in the coming, uh, coming months. And so I'm excited about that. Um, but this weekend, I'm really excited that we're having our very first pastor elder council retreat. So I think I've shared this before on the podcast that just within the last year or so, we formed our pastor elder council. Um, and this is pastors and elders from both the first gen congregation, our Mandarin congregation, and our second gen congregation, the English congregation. And this is something that's brand new for us as a ministry and as a church, um, we have separate leadership teams. We Mm. have, you know, an English ministry team that's comprised of pastor elders and uh, deacons. And then that's separate from our Mandarin congregation that has pastors, elders and uh, deacons. And we don't meet those two groups don't meet together formally. Mm -hmm. They don't, connect it all. And so, you know, on one hand, that can be really helpful for making decisions just for our independent sort of congregations and um, moving ahead fairly quickly with making those decisions. But on the other hand, that also can kind of breed some miscommunication and things get lost in translation. And so uh, it's really helpful, I think, now to have this, you know, pastor elder council um, that helps to oversee our, our ministry and um, kind of looks at things from sort of the 30,000 foot view, have that vision. Um, mm-hmm. And we're excited for this coming weekend. We're, we're going to start plotting out some things uh, for the next several years. And I'm excited to meet with those guys. I think that, you know, over time we've grown in our love for one another, our trust in one another. And um, yeah, our elders joke with each other Um in a really healthy way. And Mm. I'm excited to kind of hang out with them this weekend to see what that looks like. So, um, yeah, those are some of the things that I'm looking forward to, especially this, yeah, this coming weekend. Are you guys doing like an overnight retreat or? uh, Okay, cool. Yeah. Just one night. Um, it's going to be a Friday to Saturday and then we're going to scramble back and get stuff ready for Sunday, but yeah, it'll be good. And we're driving up to Wisconsin, which is, which is not too far from, you know, the Northern suburbs of Chicago. Mm -hmm. So, that's awesome. That sounds like sounds like a good time. And yeah, I feel like, you know, just even hearing about uh, as your church has continued to grow, you know, your your partnership in-house. And I'm sure some of that coming from, um, you know, that program that you guys were participating in. The Thriving Immigrant Congregations Initiative. Yeah. Yeah. But I feel like hearing you talk about the partnership developing your church from that, this feels like like a really great next step. So excited sure. to hear more about that. Yeah. 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 And I am, we're, we're wrapping up our, the thriving immigrant congregations initiative cohort uh, in, in October mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. because it's, you know, run by Trinity. There's like paperwork that needs to be done. Like we're, we, we have to write, like write out an essay 
And so that part I'm not super excited about because <laughs> I'm, I'm working on that this week, actually. So I we're, know the feeling, Jalen. I really <laughs> we're, do. We're writing papers again, John. I know. How fun. Uh, <laughs> you know, I thought that was done once I finished ordination. But oh, no. Yeah. It's yeah. Okay. How are things going with you for ministry? What are you guys looking forward to this fall? Yeah. Uh, so actually, we we speaking of missions, um, very similar. We have our uh, mission conference this weekend. And so I'm excited for that. Um, you know, I think as a part of the Christian Missionary Alliance denomination, one of the things we always talk about is like mission is a central piece of our DNA. It's part of the Alliance family. And right. I think because we're a mission sending organization, there's lots of um, partnerships with people from all over the world and uh, all over the kingdom. And, and so every time we get a new um you know, speaker who's usually like an international worker somewhere um, sharing with us mission conference. I'm always very excited to hear stories and see how we can engage in the work of mission, um, both locally, but also participate in, in the global work too. And one of the things that my young adult ministry is, uh, has been exploring is we're also thinking about doing our first um, uh, short-term mission trip um, in the spring, not thinking really, because actually we've starting to make some plans and have a partner potentially. So I'm sure I'll I'll talk about that more on the podcast as we, as we go. But um, yeah, that's something I'm excited for. I think just generally our young adult ministry has been doing, it's been good, Uh, really exciting. Um, We thought once the school year started, our numbers would kind of um, shrink just a little bit because we have a few college students that uh, hang out with our young adults. and then, uh, but actually the Lord's been bringing some new people into our ministry in the last mm. recent weeks. And we keep outgrowing the spaces we've been meeting. And so I guess it's a good problem to have, um, even though we're not sure where we're gonna head next, feels a little bit like we're wanderers and we're waiting to really put down roots somewhere as a ministry. But I think that really forces us to trust that God will provide and continue to, to work even when the, maybe some of the logistical situation is not the most ideal. Um, but we're very thankful for the families that have hosted the ministry, you know, over the last few years. And um, yeah, it's been exciting. I think something uh, we had, we had Josh, our friend on the teaser, um, you know, in that just came out maybe probably two weeks before this. And Josh and I, because we both serve in the Alliance, our ministries have a lot of overlap and we get to part because we're close about an hour apart from each other we get to partner together and so we're looking forward to doing another young adult ministry or young adult retreat um, for the alliance churches here in the bay area we're looking to really continue to invite other churches not just the chinese churches to join us and um, see how god can really build some collaboration kingdom collaboration here in the bay um, reaching that generation so those are things that i all have coming up in the next you know couple months that i'm really excited for and um, trying to do lay the groundwork now um, so that we can really enjoy what God is doing um, have front row seats to that to that work so yeah yeah, yeah I'm, I'm I'm really excited for what you guys, what you guys doing and um, looking forward to hearing some more but uh, I'm also excited John about this upcoming season of the podcast yeah. we've got some you know before we jumped on this podcast, we we're kind of planning out some guests and mm-hmm. throwing out some names and working through some some ideas and thoughts. And so, yeah, I'm really excited about this coming this coming season. Some of the guests that we're going to have on, I know that you're also looking forward to it. 
but you know, as we go, I think, um, you know, one of the things that I think I'm, I'm just genuinely excited about is the direction of our Chinese heritage churches, not just yours and mine, but just in general, there just Mm -hmm. seems to be a work that God is doing. And there's some momentum that I think we're both really excited about. And for us to hear some of these stories and be able to share those stories through this podcast, uh, I'm really looking forward to that. Yeah. And I think just a continuing theme, probably from last year, especially after we came back from um, that conference in Houston, not, not even, I don't think we're allowed to call it a conference, but the the gathering of Chinese heritage church ministry workers in Houston. Yeah. Um, I just feel like, yeah, as you're saying, the Lord has some good things in store for the Chinese heritage church. But one of the things that excites me the most is it feels like churches have a longing to do this together. So whether yeah. it's within a denomination or um, just within a city or a region, um, I, I just feel like there's so much good that happens when we partner and collaborate. And um, not just from like a resourcing standpoint, but I just think there's something beautiful about working together. It really honors the Lord when we when we seek to do it and, and do it well. And, and that's hard work. Um, you know, whether that's within a congregation like you guys are, um, or, or sorry, within a church like you guys are, or um, within, within a denomination like Josh and I, or, you know, I'm sure some of the guests we're going to have on later this year are going to talk about regional partnerships and national partnerships. And yeah, so it's, it's good stuff. And yeah, also very excited for this podcast. Despite our very busy schedules, I'm excited for having some new guests on and um, getting to know some new folks and sharing their ministries with, with our listeners and um, celebrating what God is doing. Yes. So make sure friends to tune in. Um, we're, we're releasing episodes every other week now and they should still drop on Tuesdays uh, every other Tuesday. So be on the lookout for that and um, share this with others. If you, if you can, we'd love to, uh, not for our own benefit, but certainly for the kingdom and mm. certainly for what God is doing in the Chinese Heritage Church. So, uh, yeah, be sure to check out every episode as they come out. Have a good one, guys. That's the end of our episode. Thanks for joining us today on the Bamboo Pastors Podcast. Make sure to subscribe to the pod on whatever platform you listen to us on. Rate and review us and check in every week as we explore the joys and challenges of ministry in the Chinese Church. You can find us on Twitter and Instagram at Bamboo Pastors. See you next time.